Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. If you live in the South Metro area and have been looking for top-notch customer service, extensive beer, wine, and spirit selections, and unbeatable prices, look no further than Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. You won't find a more varied inventory anywhere else. Don't just take it from me, guys. This is Michael, and he's been shopping at Davidson's since they opened. The thing I like about Davidson's versus the competitors, it has a larger selection. And if I am going to buy Spirit, then Davidson's is usually my first choice as well because just of the size of the selection. I also like the extensive selection of some hard-to-find items. But that's not all. Every department is staffed with highly trained specialists who can help you find exactly what you're looking for. I've always found the folks that you chat with to be knowledgeable. I've chatted with the spirit staff about different bourbons and different vodkas, and I am always chatting with the wine staff about different things and saying, I like this, what else do you have that's similar? Particularly when I go to non-U.S. wines, I find them extremely helpful and helping me find something I'm looking for. What are you waiting for? Head to either of their locations in Centennial or Highlands Ranch and follow them on Facebook to stay up to date on their latest specials. And go in the air, deep right center field. Two-run home run, Trevor Story. Way back, Myers, watch it go Chuck Nasty. Two-run home run, David Dahl. Nolan drives this high in the air, deep left field. Take a good look, you won't see it for long. I don't want to lose your love Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast presented by The Green Solution. Visit any one of their 17 Colorado locations or browse their entire inventory online at mygreensolution.com. Reserve products online and pick up at your local TGS Express checkout. You'll be in and out in minutes. Use code BSN20 for 20% off your entire purchase. Let's jump into the show. I am your host, Drew Creaseman. Alongside me today is our beat writer, Patrick Lyons. We've got a lot to talk about, of course, an 8-5 to five five-hour-long extra-inning marathon win over the San Francisco Giants and a lot of interesting things that happened inside of that. I want to take a look inside the numbers of Garrett Hampson and Nolan Arenado, particularly at the end of the season and really what Arenado has done all year. But we have to begin with, you may have noticed up front there, 
uh, a few different letters in, in the name. Uh, many of you, I'm sure, are aware by now, but I figured we'd take just a few minutes here for those of you that are primarily podcast listeners to fill you in on the rebrand. Uh, BSN is no more. DNVR is the future. We are now DNVR Sports or DNVR Rockies, Broncos, Nuggets, Abs. You get the idea. I've had a couple people ask me, hey, what does this mean for me? Do I have to do anything? Do I have to resubscribe or do I have to refollow on Twitter? No, nothing. You have to do nothing. You, you get to stay with us. It's the, you know, the proverbial old same great taste, new great flavor. Well, no, that's something else, isn't it? <laughs> I didn't quite nail the Doritos bag rebranding of it, but <laughs> We are going to have a lot of new fun things for you. There's some new faces around the company in general. We're going to be doing these live streams a lot more often. Thank you to those of, of you who are joining us now. I know a lot of you have been by for specifically the Facebook Lives we've had a lot of fun with on the Rocky side. But now this is going to get to go out to a, a lot more platforms, which is going to be a lot of fun. That's just going to mean more people involved in the conversation, more questions about the Colorado Rockies, more angles to look at all of this stuff from. And, and that's going to be a lot of fun. So that's all it means for you is just you're going to get more stuff. And we're, we're all going to have to learn to start saying DNA. VR now instead of BSN. There was one thing I wanted to say before we get into the baseball on a personal note, and, and Patrick, before I, I get some of your thoughts on all of this, but I did see a few people who are not Denverites, and, and I grew up on the western slope of the country, and so I understand, uh, or of the state country as well, because it's right on the other side of the Continental Divide. True. Um, and so... I understand this. It, things can feel very Denver centric. And the, the way I think about it is it, it's it's not this way of saying, hey, Denver is the best, because I know there are a lot of people that listen to this podcast who not only are not maybe residents of Denver, but may not even be residents of Colorado anymore. I know we've got our East Coast listeners. We've got plenty of listeners out in Europe. But I think what I like most about the DNVR name is that it brings you into the middle of lower downtown Denver, where it's all happening, where the Rockies, Nugs, Broncos, and Avs are all playing their games. So even if you're away, whenever you're listening to the podcast or reading one of our articles or, or listening to one of our videos, you get to be in downtown Denver. So it's not our way of saying, hey, look, Denver is it. It's the only place if you live somewhere else, you don't count as much. Absolutely not. This is our way of inviting you into our world. Sure, Denver is the, the hub and, and the heart of Colorado, and everything kind of emanates from that. Obviously, we've got coverage for CU Buffalo's football as well as CSU Rams, so it all kind of extends outward from Denver, and uh, it, it's the heart, and, and it's the heartbeat of, of sports. Like you said, when you're in Lodo and there's something kicking off, whether it's a football game, basketball, hockey, baseball, you know, that's where you want to be, and, and we're going to bring you all that great coverage from now and until the end of time. Right, and until forever. Well, right, you know, there were some games at the beginning of the year when the Rockies were having some tough losses, and I'd go to a nearby bar to, you know, write up some of the game recap stuff. One of our fantastic sponsors, I'd be over at Blake Street Tavern or at Sports Column, and the Avs and Nuggets were making their playoff runs. And the city is just alive. And I, I think all of this is really about our way of bringing everybody in so that you don't have to feel like, even if you're not here, maybe especially if you're not here, you don't have to feel like you're missing out on that. You get to be a part of it as well. Yeah, that's definitely the uniqueness of what we're doing here at, at DNVR because there's not too many cities in America that are bringing you this kind of coverage centered around one specific location 
not too many cities anymore even have four sports teams, right? It's it's dwindled down to, to somewhere like, you know, maybe 10 to 15. And outside of that, you got two or three of the major sports. We've got all four here in Denver. We've got some good college programs as well, obviously, as we said, in, in Boulder and up in Fort Collins at CSU. So um, it, it's it's the heart of, of not just Colorado, but of, but of sports out here in the Rocky Mountain region. Right. And, and that's, I think that's a great way to put it. You know, it is that we know we got a lot of people out there in Nebraska and Wyoming and even Kansas. The Rockies particularly are, are a more regional team. And it's going to be fun to invite everybody into that party, even though the season has gone how it is. Because we know if you were on Twitter last night at one o'clock in the morning, local time, <laughs> then you know that there are still people watching every pitch Every inning of a 16-inning, five-hour-long baseball game between two teams who were mathematically eliminated weeks ago. Why? I don't know. There's something wrong with all of us. <laughs> There's something very clearly wrong with all of us. But th- that was actually a very entertaining baseball game, and I, I-, I want to start with this. Congratulations to Bruce Bochy on a phenomenal Major League managing career. It's uh, Obviously, he's got a few more games left to manage, but... The Colorado Rockies and San Francisco Giants last night set a major league record that will never be broken by pitching 25 combined pitchers in that game. And because they're no longer allowed to go to 40-man rosters in September starting next season, this record will never be... I guess they could rescind that rule. They could change the rule again. But as the rule's going forward, it's not even going to be possible to throw 25 guys in a game. And Rob Manfred somewhere is going, thank God. <laughs> this is going to cut down on the... Talk about pace of play. 25 pitchers, but Bruce Bochy, the king of the pitching change, deserves that legacy as he walks out of managing here less than a week from now, officially. One of the greats, one of the things he's most well known for. So I I couldn't help but appreciate the kind of majestic irony of letting Bruce Bochy get this one last major league record. And and I'm, I'm glad his good buddy, buddy. Could, could help him get there. And not to toot my own horn here to, to start it off, but one of my favorite tweets of the season was I, I had to do some serious mathematical calculations to figure out, do you remember this one, Drew? Yes. Um, that of all the pitching changes, I, I forget how many he's actually made in Colorado at Coors Field, but it was, it was something like 658, something absurd, crunched all the numbers and realized that Bruce Bochy, in all of the pitching changes he's had to make in his 20 or so years uh, as a manager, he's actually completed a marathon at altitude over, you know, a, a mile high here in Denver. So uh, it's pretty impressive uh, doing that that many times in a game. It's impressive what he's done in his career, over 2,000 wins. Obviously, he's he's headed for the Hall of Fame. I, I was very uh, pleased to have, you know, run into him and, and, and asked a couple questions this year going into the visiting clubhouse, as I like to do. And uh, he's a class act, and he's a guy that he, he's got baseball in his blood. We might not see him as a manager again in, in a dugout, but he's going to stick around in baseball, and, and someone's going to hire him to do something. He better be on TV. If Bruce Boshi is not on TV, someone somewhere has made a mistake. Hey, we'll bring you in here at DNVR, uh, Mr. Boshi. We'll, <laughs> we'll be more than happy to have you on for some of your analysis. But inside of the game, uh, part of the reason why they had to throw 25 pitchers is that the game went 16 innings. But another part of it on the Rocky side, of course, was that Jeff Hoffman, who's been much, much better over his last handful of starts and wasn't pitching the best of games, wasn't pitching the worst of games. You give up a home run to the opposing pitcher. That's typically a big bummer when that opposing pitcher is Madison Bumgarner. 
everyone kind of shrugs and go, well, he does that. Uh, the two-run home run earlier to Buster Posey, who I was shocked by this. Did you hear this stat that Buster Posey had not hit a home run in San Francisco in over a year? I know he's mostly turned into a singles guy, but this was the most feared offensive catcher in baseball for four five six years and he can still hit like his batting average still good he's still a threat at the plate but to have not hit a home run at your own ball like I, I know we cover games at Coors and so it sounds abs- I can't imagine a Colorado Rocky is ever gone like a semi-prominent Colorado Rocky has ever gone a year without hitting a home run at Coors he's been relatively healthy uh for the most part but yeah only seven home runs this season not something you you expect out of a, Garrett a Thompson player. literally has more now. Yeah, and he and Hampson has hit more against uh, Madison Bumgarner than Buster Posey has in his career. So <laughs> now that's a stat. Do the math on that one. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was definitely an interesting game. It was kind of an interesting bookend to the beginning of the season. So before, of course, Herman Marquez pitched arguably, and I don't know who's arguing against it, but the best game of the season for the Rockies, it was only two nights before that Friday night where it, it went into 16 innings. It was long, and it was very much like, hey, who's still awake? Who's up for this one? Um, so if you were awake for that one when the season seemed like it was it started off on the wrong foot and you stuck around for this one, then then kudos because you're you're a fan. You're a true Rockies fan, and, and hats off to you for that. Absolutely, and there was a sort of brutal irony about that game last night because it was then they win and 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 semi-comfortably because charlie blackman cracks an absolute rocket for a three-run jack in the 16th inning and you're going where was that in may where was that the first time around with these or against the Padres? Any number of these games that felt like they got away from the Rockies earlier in the season that felt much like this one, but by the time it got to the 16th, you're just going, and Chris Iannetta couldn't find home plate, and they lose. That's literally how the last game that you're referring to there in San Francisco ended. Chris Iannetta couldn't find home plate. This one ended more or less with Charlie Blackman hitting a three-run home run, and I know Rockies fans who've sat through the whole season are going, one or two of those earlier in the year, and you're buyers at the trade deadline, and you're not a last-place baseball team. And it's you, you watch them do it, and you go, man, you were right there. All, all offseason, we talked about the baseball being a, a game of thirds. You know, you're going to win a third, you're going to lose a third. It's what happens in those other, you know, one-third of the games, and the Rockies <laughs> lost <laughs> just about all of the other one-third right. of their ball games. And it's, you know, it's games like this that they – you know, typically didn't win, as you mentioned, that, that first game back in April in San Francisco at Oracle Park. Um, there were a lot of other games throughout the season where they, they just didn't seem to to get it together, lost by two or three runs, bullpen blows it, offense maybe doesn't get an insurance run when they need to. And it was just a lot of little things besides the starting pitching, which we know to, to really point the finger at. But outside of that, there were just a lot of little things that's this season that didn't go well and, and has led them to – you know, being last place, dead last in the NL West. Right. And one of those things that we're still trying to figure out, little thing, big thing, gigantic thing. Look, man, eight home runs were hit last night in San Francisco at night. Jock Peterson. Did you see the cut four video of the Jock Peterson home run? I did. He thought he hit a pop up to the shortstop. Now I've got, I love cut four. We all look, we all love it. <laughs> but boy, did they put a spin job on that thing. Jock Peterson didn't think he got all of it, but he didn't know. 
He didn't. He really didn't. Now, that was the biggest offender all the season. That was definitely that's the worst he tucked one, his right? head and and by the time the ball got out, he still wasn't even at first base because no. he was like, "All right, he got me on that one." F seven flew out. Yeah. He threw no. the bat in disgust. Yeah. And then the ball went over the fence. And so and, and actually most of the balls that were home runs last night in San Francisco were pretty well smoked. But eight home runs in a night game in the marine layer? I, I was you know, and two of them from Garrett Hampson, a guy who's not you know, he just had one now Hampson's clearly hot. Let, let's get into it for ju- just a let, let's segue into this because I don't want to do too much juiced ball stuff. Look, we I think we've made the point. You've seen it. You're out there. You're looking around. But just remember stuff like that. It's always worth <laughs> taking note when a game happens and you've got every single run the Rockies scored in the game last night came in a home run. Like, it, I, I think all the runs did. You know, there are a lot a lot of solo shots. Right. Um, I think the Giants yeah. had one sack fly, and that was. It. Every other run was scored on a homer. It was a long night, Drew. It was a long <laughs> night. It's hard hard to keep track of all those balls out there, but so Garrett Hampson. After yeah, after Garrett in his last Hampson. thirty-one games, Patrick. And actually, if you get smaller, I had to go out thirty games to make it a little bit more of a sample size to make it a little more reasonable. Garrett Hampson is slashing three thirty-three, three eighty-eight. 570. He's slugging 570. That's a WRC plus of 132 or a Nolan Arenado. That is Nolan Arenado's WRC plus. Basically, it's a little bit higher than that, actually. Um, the, Nolan's is under that for his career. He's about 128 in his career. Uh, Hampson has hit six home runs in those last 31 baseball games and stolen eight bases. He has not been caught stealing. He has 32 hits in those games he's been absolutely on fire and, and and the more recent you make it the more it goes up i think i checked over the last 20 games he's hitting like 380 something like that we wrote about the toe tap moving away from the big step we wrote about some uh mental adjustments that he made in his game taking fewer swings in the cages but how how buying into this are you is this the real because uh, we thought this was the version of garrett hampson we were going to get so is it Look, he's just in a hot stretch at the end of the year, taking advantage of some situations. Or are you buying in that Hampson is really figuring it out here? Well, the devil's advocate says in me <laughs> says that you know some of these home runs have come against some of those quadruple A players. Of course, we have expanded rosters, so uh, depending on who the Rockies are playing, it's been inconsequential games. So there's some young guys getting opportunities, guys that he would have seen last year, maybe in Albuquerque or even in Hartford at the first half of the year of 2018. But that only accounts for so many. You, you know, it's been we've discussed it so many times. The home runs he's been hitting off off Bumgarner and Max Scherzer, and it's it's there's no coincidence in that 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 does take some skill there, obviously. So, you know, I I think he might be playing a little bit higher than anyone could have imagined because you're like as you said, he's Nolan Arenado esque right now. Right for a guy that's not of Arenado's size, he's much smaller than he, he's he's my size ultimately, and uh, he's he's playing like a guy much bigger with much more season, uh, much more uh, abilities, and any which way you, you you try to cut it, you want a guy that has that ability because not every guy can put up the numbers that he's putting up right now. So you have to, you know, give him some bit of respect because there's plenty of guys right now in AAA that have said, hey, give me a shot. I can I can get hot for a couple weeks 
and they never got hot. So, you know, you like him building this as part of his resume going into next season, and there's a chance that that could stick around, especially with more increased playing time. And, you know, you, you've discussed it already what his, is his prowess represents for the team next year. If that means now he's the starting second baseman, now McMahon's the first baseman. It really makes things interesting. Or if you can keep putting him out there in different spots in the field and just kind of giving everybody a day off. If he can if he can withstand that, being Ben Zobrist for this team, but at a much younger age. It's been very interesting to see him go back and forth almost on a daily basis playing second base center field, second base center field. And it hasn't seemed to have cost him anything, in fact, he seems more and more comfortable in the outfield. He's always been a good second baseman, but or just middle infielder in general. He played a lot of shortstop throughout the minors, but he looks good in center. I mean, there's a value to being able to move him around the diamond as well. It's a nice commodity. It's just like the whole rest of the season. It's something that we thought we were going to see coming into the year, and we didn't, but we're seeing it now. And it shouldn't be underrated in the conversation for the Rockies moving forward. And if you're a huge fan of stupendous athletes like Garrett Hampson out there taking Clayton Kershaw deep runner, I love the stolen bases and stuff, laying down bunts and, and all that kind of stuff that he's doing. But if you're a fan of that kind of athleticism, then you got to head to Infinity Park the weekend of October 5th and 6th to check out the International Women's Rugby Sevens event and eat delicious international food while listening to incredible bands. Infinity Park is the only U.S. stop for this rugby series, and teams from around the world are participating, including the USA, New Zealand, Canada, Japan, England, Ireland, Russia, Russia, Brazil, France, Fiji, big fan of Fiji. I'm, I'm kind of pulling for Fiji. Obviously, USA, but I'm, I'm rooting for USA Fiji finals. If, if there's one thing I don't love more than Fiji water, it's the Fiji rugby team. That's right. That's right. Uh, and then, of course, Australia and Spain, who you're not going to leave out of this. This series, look, it's crucial for these athletes as they prepare for the 2020 Olympics. Rugby Sevens is a physically demanding game of speed, endurance, and intensity with some of the world's most talented athletes. If you're a sports fan of any kind, you will be blown away and highly entertained watching these women compete. What's even better is you will be able to enjoy this with the entire family at an incredible price. Adult passes are only $20, and you receive another $5 off when you use code BSN5. And yes, we are DNVR now. We'll, we'll let you know when these codes are updated. There's still the BSN20 for the green room, BSN5 here. So don't worry too much about that. We'll let you know when they change. Use those codes as they are. Uh, also, kids 12 and under, $10. Three and under, free. Take the whole family out. It's going to be fun for the entire weekend. Visit Infinity Park at Glendale.com for all your information and grab some tickets. That's Infinity Park at Glendale.com. If you go out to that and you, you tweet at us that you got those tickets, which you're crazy if you, if you didn't at that price, you could potentially be in line for a spot as the DNVR Rugby. If we branch out, right. you got you got the groundwork right there. That's like, right. You get the ball rolling on that. That's This is how it starts. That's how it starts for all of us. Got to start somewhere That's right. with this stuff. Uh, That's I mean, right. it, it sounds like a lot of fun. Actually, I, I attended a Glendale Raptors game, but it was interesting. They were going up against Grand Junction. And a rug. So I felt like I had to root for Grand Junction, and they got smoked. It was like 55 to nothing or something. I was like, I don't fully understand. But I can tell you this. As somebody who does not understand how scoring in rugby works, 
did not matter. <laughs> had a wonderful afternoon. That's great. And that's the fun thing about going to a new sport that is like a worldwide sport that people love and care about. Maybe not necessarily in your group of friends, but you're going to learn about that sport when you're there at least. And you're going to get into it hardcore and you're going to know, all right, what does that mean? What is this? And for at least for that one day, you become a super huge fan of that yeah. sport. So you got to check that out. Yeah. And then when, when Team USA Women's Rugby are like on their way toward a gold medal next year on TV, you can sit there and be all your friends like, ooh, I saw, I saw her play. That's I saw it. her play in Glendale, Colorado, uh, over at Infinity Park. It's going to be a lot of fun. Somebody that you've got a few more chances left to see play. In fact, just three more chances this season to watch well, the greatest third baseman in the game, maybe the greatest third baseman in the history of the game. And would it shock you, Sir Patrick Lyons, if I told you that Nolan Arenado is having a career season? Probably not you, because I know we've been looking at some stuff and working on some stuff lately, and we got some big Nolan Arenado stuff to roll out. But I will say about four or five days ago, when I hopped onto his baseball reference when we were talking about some things, I went, he's going to set a career high in batting average, on base percentage, slugging, so... OPS, of course. Not OPS plus, which speaks to where the league is at this year and, and how much scoring is going on. So he won't set a high there, but pretty much everywhere else. And his defense is right where it's always been. If not, I'd say he's been a little bit better than he was a year ago. He finished third in MVP voting last year, fourth the year before, and fifth the year before that. But the Rockies are a last place team. They've been an afterthought for a while. Is he going to finish top five in MVP voting? Should he? Does it matter that he's going to have his best batting average by 15 to 20 points and his best on base, best slugging by about 10 points? Does any of that matter? Should it? Should we care? I I think Rockies fans absolutely should care. Um, you know, Arenado has had to do a lot of this. I'm not going to say on his own because Trevor Story was right there with him and they're kind of matching numbers. And if you look at, you know, ultimately war, whether it's fan graphs or baseball reference, there are a lot of similarities between what Story and Arenado are doing. But you bring up a good point about the, some of those more specific numbers that he has control over. Sure, he's not going to set a career high for RBI. Again, some of that has to do with the guys that are hitting ahead of him in the lineup, you know, having to bat fourth for different periods of the time of the season and, or hitting third when, you know, Ryan Altapi is leading off because Dahl's on the IL or Charlie Blackman's on the IL or Trevor Story's hitting behind him in the lineup. So a lot of those things can impact some of those counting statistics. But everywhere else, Arenado has done what he's need to do to go to the next level. You and I have discussed um, a conversation that I was able to have one-on-one -on -one with Nolan about the changes that he made this offseason as far as dropping that weight. You know, he came in the camp, and the story was immediately how he changed some of his diet— he had dropped some unnecessary weight and then immediately turned around and, and signed a rather large and lucrative contract, and that became the story. Well, yes, obviously what he's done this offseason, and he's kind of changed again his, his nutrition and, and his diet, but I think he's also taken a step up in signing that deal and saying, okay, well, I'm an established all-star, a perennial all-star, perennial MVP candidate, but now I need to start looking ahead and start thinking about the opportunities I may have as a member of the Hall of Fame. Because, you know, our buddy Manny Randawa, he's working real hard with trying to to get the push out there for Larry Walker. And after him, it'll be Todd Helton. But ultimately, none of the Rockies players have broken through to the Hall of Fame. And so I think that's another battle that can be behind the scenes for Nolan right now. 
and and one of the the reasons and the impetus for him to decide to take it uh, a step up because just continuing to do what he's been doing is fine but he may need to do a lot more than that and he may need to have a lot more of the counting numbers that Helton didn't have and Walker didn't have and although he's only 28 29 years old he needs to start thinking about what his body is going to be doing at 35, 36, so that he can continue to play consistently at 37, 38, and break through it potentially with 3,000 hits or 500 home runs. So this is kind of the start of that, and, and we broke that down a little bit in a conversation, and there will be an exclusive coming out this weekend about some of those changes that he's made and the next level and the next, the next notch that he's really trying to take his game to. Yeah, and, and it, it, it's amazing because you look at Nolan Arenado and you see a guy who's already one of the best in the game, one of the, you know, we know all of those things, but you do see these places where he can get better and where he is focused on getting better, a better two-strike approach, swinging at pitches outside of the zone a little bit less often, some of those things that we've talked about. But you know it's crazy? Just because you said that, I double-checked, and, you know, you said he's not going to have his career high in RBI, and he almost certainly won't. But if he could get 15 RBI in these last five games, now that's a lot, but would anybody be blown away shocked that he managed 15 RBI in five games? No, he's probably had multiple stretches of five games in his career where he's thrown out some numbers like that. Uh, unlikely, but and, and he's not going to lead the league in home runs this year because everybody else is leading the league <laughs> in home runs this year 16-way tie for the nl leading home runs pretty much yeah uh but he is he is out in front i i saw this uh, he's leading the league in uh total bases which is interesting but it, it is just absolutely fascinating that giancarlo stanton can win an mvp on an afterthought last place miami marlins team and nolan's gonna go from third place in MVP voting to probably, I'm going to guess, seventh place in MVP voting this year, and he's having a better season in every measurable way other than the games don't matter as much, which I do now. Now, to be fair, I made a big deal of the fact that the games mattered more last year, and so to be consistent, I think it's fair to discredit some value especially if you're saying this person versus that person. I know Rockies fans don't want to hear this right now, but that's why there's talk about Anthony Rendon. Mm -hmm. And it's fair because those games really matter, and he's playing his best baseball for a team that needs him to be playing his best baseball. And to put it very bluntly, Nolan Arenado has become the best hitter in the game pretty much since the moment the Rockies were out of it. And it's neat, but do timing. Durability has been the key that he's added. You talk about career highs. You know, he's he, he may even uh, get close, at least, to his, his career high. He's been very durable, and he's been banged up a little bit from, you know, here and there. And that uh, Cubs series when he got hit by a pitch from Cole Hamels, that really bothered him, and he did have a bit of a slump. But he was out there. He was in the lineup card every day for Bud Black to put him out there, hitting third, hitting cleanup, and you know that's that's something to be valued and again that's how you're going to have most total bases and some of those other counting statistics but if we're talking about the MVP voting you're I think you're right I think seventh maybe where he's at I could see him possibly getting fifth maybe by like one point only because there's going to be those voters that you know might discount Christian Yelich let's say might might he might slot Brutal. back I, I think Yelich will still be in the top three but he might slip uh, on some people's boards simply because of of 
being injured and missing most of the years. Ronald Acuna, again, doing it for the Braves. He's their top offensive player. You know, some people might Split go ahead. some and, votes with Freeman, probably. Exactly right. Cattell Marte for the Diamondbacks. They were kind of in it for a little bit. He might get a couple votes. You got Cody Cattell Bellinger. Marte, okay, I don't want to cut you off. But Bring it. Can, Bring it. Is Cattell Marte not the baseball player of 2019, the poster child of juice? Ball? Maybe I'm wrong. He's leading the league in hits, the National League in hits, and he's going to have 35-plus home runs. Cattell Marte has been a slappy middle infielder his whole career. Are we going to look back on him as like, oh, remember that one year where stuff got crazy? Because, I mean, I'm with you, but I also look at Cattell Marte's numbers and go, there's something that's not real here. If Cattell Marte finishes ahead of Nolan Arenado in MVP voting, and he very well may, like there's a – there's a fit to be thrown somewhere. Somebody, somebody's got to come with me on a. I don't know what exactly our 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 you know cry is. <laughs> you know when we're holding up the picket signs. Cattell Marte, no way. I, I don't. I've got nothing. But come on, Cattell Marte is in no way a better baseball player than Nolan Arenado. Uh, totally agreed. Totally agreed. You look at WAR again. I, I think that's that's where voting has changed in the past decade. You know, you had Felix Hernandez winning. A Cy Young Award with with thirteen wins, and you had a, you had a couple nineteen game winners there. So, again, kill the win. Uh, another kill it, done. I'm an, fine. Another mention for our, our guy Manny Rendell. But yeah, ultimately, you know, he's uh, a little bit of a punch and Judy hitter. But he's young. I think that's the thing. He came up so young with Seattle, and I think he's slowly starting to develop his power. Sure, thirty two home runs right now. We might see a career high, you know, in five years down the line of like 24, 25. So, yeah, this season will be somewhat of a, an aberration. But, um, you know, he, he does have that, that advantage with, with war right now. And, and you, could, you could see how a voter would be more inclined to vote for the Diamondbacks than, you know, the, the top Rockies player, especially when Story and Arenado could split those votes for a last-place team, whereas, you know, no one else really did it for the Diamondbacks quite as well as Marte did uh, right now, especially with Goldschmidt obviously being gone. So uh, it definitely will be interesting to see what the uh, your fellow members of the BBWA decide yeah. later on this year. Yeah, that's right, huh? That will be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see where the rubber meets the road, as they say. And speaking of rubber, you guys know that supporting local business is in our blood, so we are super excited to tell you about Denver Rubber Company. And hold on a second there, it may not be what you think it is. Denver Rubber Company is the most reliable local partner for your long-term projects. Since 1972, Denver Rubber Company has provided the highest quality of products from custom die-cut gaskets, molded rubber to custom contract manufacturing and custom hoses. A lot of customizations. You can get stuff however you want it done mm -hmm. there. Uh, DRC, not to be confused with DRC+, Plus. that's the Denver Rubber Company offers innovative solutions to serve a diverse line of industries, including aerospace, pharmaceutical, construction, medical, military, electronics, and so much more. An ISO-certified company that will work with you from design to final product that is both cost-effective and will meet your requirements. If you're in need of custom design material selection for your project or have a deadline to make for a large order, do not hesitate to call Denver Rubber Company. Call them today at 1-800-259-0010 or visit them at drcfirst.com and make sure to tell them who sent you. That's right, it was us here at DNVR. I almost said BSN. We'll get used to it, I think. 
I think I can keep it under. We, we were talking, you know, 15 to 20 in the next week. I think I think I'm going to get the hang of it. I've I've almost said it a number of times. The BSN, but DNVR is is sinking in. It's feeling natural. We need to have somewhat of a kangaroo court where at least everyone chips in. You know, a right. dollar maybe. If you slip up and you say BS and then the other letter, see, I almost did it. And yeah. I had to chip in a dollar. Yeah. But I'm not going to because yeah. I invented this game. But that's, <laughs> that's good. what we certainly can do uh, for anyone who does happen to slip up. If you're going to invent a game, invent a game you can win. Like, <laughs> And those rules you can change. Right, right. Obviously. Those are, those, those are the best games. <laughs> uh, so also inside of the Colorado, in, in order to get to the 16th inning, you have to have some good bullpen pitching, I suppose. It wasn't, <laughs> or at least not uh, terrible bullpen pitching. It, it was ironic that the late home run that sent the game into extra innings came against Carlos Estevez, who's been one of the Rockies' best relievers as of late. And you had some other guys like Sam Howard going out there. And, of course, your boy, everyone's favorite Rocky, Brian Shaw, Picking up the first. This is how weird this game was. <laughs> Brian Shaw picked up his first save. I think it might have been his first save opportunity since becoming a member of the Colorado Rockies. It was his first one in several years. I think they said two or three years he picked one up for Cleveland. Uh, but I, I know there were fans that even as it went into the bottom of the 16th with them up 3 nothing, going, Shaw coming in. Could be, could be anything here. Uh, but it was also interesting to see this. With the 25 pitchers that were used, the Rockies emptied out their bullpen of everybody but the three. The three guys whose names have been said over and over again with the contracts, with the struggles. They used up, I mean, it was Yancey Almonte and Wes Parsons and Sam Howard and Jesus Tinoco. Give me literally anybody before <laughs> we get to Jake McGee, Wade Davis, and Brian Shaw, who, as I mentioned, did have to close it out. But... Look at the kids out there throwing the ball, getting it done. Even Estevez, you know, it, it wasn't a terrible pitch to Longoria that Longoria took out, and then he made quick work of the rest of that inning. I, I think you're seeing some promising things from these young relievers. Uh, the Rockies may have something in some of these guys. Are there any beyond Estevez and Diaz or, or Wes Parsons or Sam Howard or I mean, James Pazos, any of these guys grabbing your attention more than others? Well, if Desmond hadn't been taken out of the game earlier, we could have oh, seen him warming up. That, that was the biggest crime of last night by far, was that yes. we didn't get to see another Ian Desmond inning. He could have been fantastic. Yeah, the, the young guys right now in the bullpen, they, they're going to rely on them heavily, I think, next year. I, I think they'll, they'll bring in one or two relievers, probably a, just as a non-roster invitee. Hopefully they, they catch fire. Uh, obviously the, the issue with that, and we'll unpack it this entire offseason, about how difficult it is to bring starting pitching into Colorado because no one can reclaim their value. No one's coming to Colorado on a one-year pillow contract so they can make even more right. later on down the line. That is an impossibility. Um, so they, they might do that with some veteran guys um, during this offseason, but it's going to be the young guys ultimately that they're going to have to rely upon. And now Estevez and Diaz, as you mentioned, they're now the veterans right, right now in the back of that bullpen. Right. And it's going to be Almonte, and it's going to be Philip Deal as your lefty. Pazos, mm -hmm. he's had you know he's, he's had a little bit of luck, but I, I like what, he, what I've seen from him uh, during a lot of the outings. Parsons last night, obviously with the three walks, wasn't great, uh, was able to get out of that jam. So... You like to see that 
um, you know, finally a, a, a Braves reliever coming over to Colorado rather than vice versa. Going backwards, yeah. Atlanta seems to, to like poaching some of those Colorado guys. So it's it's going to be any number one of those guys, uh, but I could also see one or two of them getting cut or DFA'd because there is going to be a bit of a roster crunch right. this offseason with some of the guys on the 60-day IL. They need to be put back on the 40-day. So guys like DJ Johnson, um, they're going to kind of be on a bubble, and, yeah. and they may they may get flushed away. Tim Melville, same kind of deal. But but I, but I, I'm hoping that you know this offseason – and going into spring training, a guy like Jesus Tinoco is going to be the one that really jumps out there because everyone's seen his stuff. Everyone can has been ooing and aahing at his best days. So if he can put enough of them together, he could become a guy next year. He could be that seventh inning guy if if need be. If Estevez is in the eighth, I don't know if Diaz is, can be in the, the ninth inning uh, closer for the entire year. But Tinoco, I think we could see next year as the seventh inning guy. Um depending how things shake out. Yeah, I like that pick. I mean, the upside is obviously there when you talk to guys in the clubhouse. You talk to hitters in the clubhouse about facing Tinoco in, like, live BP, and they just beam about his stuff. It's absolutely filthy nonsense at times. And so it's just, like you said, it's just about putting together consistency for him. And, And I think that's what we've seen with a lot of these young guys. It was the thing with Hampson. It was the thing with McMahon. You saw flashes. The only guy on the team, there, there's two. There, there, I was going to say the only guy on the team who's just stepped up and just kind of kept pace and been what he was throughout the minors and kind of what we expected. Actually, I'm still going to limit that list to David Dahl. He's the only one who's done that because Trevor's story was way better than we expected. Even the yeah. pundits, like he was ninth on my prospect list before he debuted. Behind Dahl, McMahon, Tapia, uh, John Gray, Kyle Freeland, and a lot of those guys, obviously, like I still feel fine about my list, but Trevor Story is now, I mean, he's a perennial all-star. He's a conversation. Again, he might finish top 10 in MVP again. These are the guys that come up and do the thing, but McMahon, Hampson, Diaz Estevez, these are the players moving forward that the Colorado Rockies are going to rely on that I don't think people are counting on them just quite yet, you know. To touch on uh, an article you you recently wrote, it's kind of interesting uh, talking about prospects that you know weren't considered top five or just you know real dudes as as we say in the industry. Like a dude. Yeah, he, yeah. Story's a dude. Uh, he, we didn't realize it at at first when he was down in Tulsa hitting those dingers down there for the drillers. Yeah. But an article you recently wrote about Sam Hilliard, yeah. where he's consistently overlooked. A lot of that has to do with his strikeouts, but man, does that dude have a lot of intangibles and you know we could be be sitting here in uh in the dnvr offices uh in two years from now talking about him as that perennial all-star right. and that mvp candidate uh, out there in, in center or right field yeah there's a lot of them out there it's it is very important that the rockies play the offseason right but the notion that they don't have the ability for a great deal of internal improvement i think has been disproven by these last couple of weeks of Sam Hilliard, Garrett Hampson, etc. baseball. Yeah, they, they'll, they'll have some interesting choices to make, no doubt about it, especially because they're somewhat of a number crunch right now with, you know, 
all these guys being on the IL, well, David Dahl, we know, is going to be in the, in the middle of that lineup, and, and he's a guy that can be an all-star again in, in 2020, but now there's Hampson and Sam Hilliard also out there, too, um, to throw their names in it. So it's a good problem they're going to have in figuring out what to do with that roster uh, at the beginning of next season. Especially if they can find some pitching. And on oh. that note, oh, do you have to, <laughs> And I think we'll have to leave it there because we, we, we'll jump more and more into that pitching conversation. Uh, we we got to pour through. We got to do one podcast where all we do is look at every single free agent pitcher or every guy who might be traded and come up with the top five who would make the most sense for the Rockies to, to acquire starters and relievers because it's a huge number of names you could go through from Jake Odorizzi up kind of at the top level to just dudes you're like oh that guy's still in the league like Gio Gonzalez is still kind of out there floating around he's a thing you know there are people Tanner Roark has always been my go-to but we'll we'll have to come up with a solid list of like 15 dudes Dallas Keuchel's the guy that I'm gonna throw out there oh you as oh, a potential oh I like I like Dallas Keuchel he 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 gets himself some good ground balls out there. He does. So he could he could be that piece that will be very costly and obviously that means moving a, a few pieces but we're going to we're going to break all that down starting maybe Sunday afternoon. Yeah, I at think the so. earliest. Uh, Until so, then, yeah. <laughs> we got a couple ball games against the Milwaukee Brewers who could celebrate on Coors Field once again. They could. A year later and they're still going to be celebrating in our faces. Oh. Rocky's not going to let that happen. That's my prediction. They are not going to let that. They've got one thing to play for in the final weekend. They don't want those Milwaukee Brewers celebrating anything or getting to go back to the postseason. If we're not going, we're, we're taking you with us. We are literally going to drag you down out of this thing. <laughs> There's no way the Rockies want to see the Brewers playing in the postseason after the way the NLDS shook out last year after all of the kind words from Jesus Aguilar, who's now in town. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter. <laughs> it's bad blood. No way that happens. That's my prediction. The Rockies will knock the Brewers out of postseason contention. They'll they'll at least knock them out of the NL Central. Well, yeah, that, yeah, because that wild card is. That's what they're they're just getting. They're just trying to play spoiler, which is is all you can really hope for right now. And besides, just the pride of of playing out this these you know final string of games. Garrett Hampson uh, home runs. Yeah, I live for the Garrett Hampson home runs. With it. Stolen bases, man. Give me that. He's gonna, yeah. next round Acuna maybe. He's not going to hit 40 home runs. He's not going to hit 15 home runs, but I'm not going to stop watching him play just in case. We'll, right. we'll, we'll, let, we'll, let them, we'll let them just dream on that a little bit. So, wow, could be, yeah. All right, hopefully everyone out there is having as much fun as we're having. You're drinking your Breckenridge brews while it's still summertime. The Colorado Cora, I've got to tell you, if you're watching a baseball game that's going into the fall, you're still hanging on watching postseason baseball, the sort of in-between beer cideriness of the Colorado Cora is just the perfect for this time of year. It's not too tart if you're not really a sour beer drinker or a cider drinker, but if you're more into that, it's got enough of that flavor that it doesn't taste like your typical beer either. I'm really into this from Breckenridge. Brewery, and not just because we've got them stocked here at the office in DNVR, man. They're absolutely fantastic. So make sure you're still drinking Breckenridge Brew. Make sure you're following us on all the social media apps at DNVR underscore Rockies and all of the other ones as well. Make sure you're following the other sports. It's going to be a phenomenal nugget season. It sounds like the abs are good. I'm going to have to learn some stuff about hockey. Uh, we're going to have a fun time out there doing all of that, but we're going to have a ton of I mean a ton of off-season content for you guys on the Rockies. So make sure that you keep your subscription going with us because we're going to still have 
one-on-one conversations with players, podcasts, video content, all this stuff coming out there. So all you've got to do is continue to be absolutely awesome and have fun with us. We will continue to be absolutely Patrick Lyons and Drew Creaseman. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark. Ah, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.